Hello again, and welcome to the fifth and final episode of The Fight. I'll be your host today, Brianna Chubb. Let's start. To start off, let me tell you a story. A story about adventure, self-discovery, and internal conflict. It's a story everyone knows. The main character in this story is like any other person. Perhaps not terribly interesting, but only if you look at the surface. The main character in this story goes on a journey to find answers to a mystery. On this journey, they learn all sorts of things about the world around them and about who they are. Does it sound familiar yet? Well, let me tell you why. You might be surprised to learn that this is actually the story of an everyday person, like you or me. Our whole life is one big adventure, discovering things about ourselves and establishing our identity. Our whole life is a mystery, and that mystery we try to solve is our purpose in this world. To find the answer, we are sometimes searching our whole lives, and this search gives us experiences that help to define who we are, help define our identity. Now, I started to wonder, how does our sense of identity affect other aspects of our lives? Well, I began to understand things in a new way when I looked into the impact of the residential school system in Canada. Residential schools were a system that the Canadian government started around 1883. Their goal? To assimilate Indigenous people into European culture by completely removing them from their homes, family, culture, language, and traditions by degrading their sense of self-worth. The children were taught to believe that they had no value. They were uncivilized, less than people. This abuse played a huge role in their diminished ability to proudly self-identify as an Indigenous person. How could they embrace their rich history and cultural background when they would get punished severely for even just speaking their native language? Due to this, many were unsure as to their identity, as to their personal voice. I started to see why being unsure of their identity was so detrimental when I discovered that having an identity crisis can severely damage mental health and overall well-being. Many of the people who are affected by the residential school system currently have poor home lives, have depression, and abuse substances such as alcohol. Many of these problems have been directly linked to their experiences in the residential school system. Without a firm sense of identity, how could they possibly support others or themselves if they're not sure of their own voice? Now, I want you to close your eyes and imagine being at school. You're in primary school, say, grade 4. You go outside to play at recess. However, the other kids exclude you and call you names because you have a different color skin than they do. They were taught by their parents that people who have your color skin aren't good people to hang out with. You don't understand why they treat you this way. Years pass. You are now 16 and looking for your first job. You go to apply at the local bakery. The shop owner looks at you funny in the interview, but you shrug it off. You know your application was perfect. There is no reason not to hire you. You wait patiently for the phone call, excited. Then, ring, ring, you hear the phone. You jump up to answer it, confident in what they're going to say. You excitedly put the receiver to your ear and listen. When the manager is done talking, you slowly put the phone down, your spirit crushed. You didn't get the job. They told you it was because of your age. 
The person they ended up hiring? 14 years old. Over all of these years of unfair treatment, you slowly start to wonder, why couldn't you have been born with different color skin? Why couldn't you be the same as everyone else? You start to think, am I not good enough? Fast forward a couple of years. You're now 21 and in college. You go to visit your old high school and you see someone else being treated the same as you were, excluded and made fun of. You want to go stand up to those who are unfairly harassing the kid. However, you question what right you have to stand up for them. You think, what right do I have to stand up for someone else when I'm not even worthy to stand up for myself? You ignore the kids and walk away. Now, open your eyes. Imagine thinking so negatively when you are trying to be nice to someone else. This is an example of your ego preventing you from doing the right thing. The reason we need to be able to have a positive ability to identify ourselves is so that our ego, the way we perceive ourselves, will be positive, because otherwise we will limit ourselves. You must be able to find your personal voice, if only for a moment to stand up for yourself and for others in a way that matters. Experts agree that finding your personal voice is very important to be successful, but your ego also plays a big part in being able to do so. Now, I've mentioned that term ego a couple of times now. You guys are probably wondering what it is. Well, to put it simply, ego means I, such as I do not like Skittles. Ego is how our mind sees ourselves. Many people, when they think of this term, only think of the negative. For example, if we call someone too egotistical, it means that we think they are too full of themselves. Sometimes our ego goes to the back of our minds and we do not have a very strong sense of I. This usually happens when we're absorbed in a task or in a good conversation. There is no thinking about yourself, just the topic at hand. This can be good because sometimes it means that you are focused. However, if we were to have no ego all of the time, it wouldn't be great because we would never be thinking about the impact that our actions may have. This all matters because embracing your identity, speaking with your personal voice is all a part of being a good citizen, to be able to no longer be a bystander to what's happening around you. Your ego plays a big role in this and it's okay to have an ego just as long as it's not out of proportion with who you really are. If you let your ego become untrue to who you are, that's when problems begin to arise, such as self-esteem issues. When you see people being made fun of or bullied, by standing up to them while being confident in who you are makes it so much more impactful and meaningful. Over the process of researching identity, I've began to see that everything we do impacts how we see ourselves and others. If we have a negative view of ourselves, we are more likely to be negative towards other people, form mental health problems, and find it harder to use our inner voice as we have no confidence. When we are bullied, oppressed, or discriminated against, especially as children, it makes it hard to believe in ourselves as adults. And when we learn to use our voices, our power for others, it increases our self-esteem and therefore gives us a more positive ego. Use this newfound strength to aid others who need help. Okay, I think we learned a lot today. As you go back to your usual daily lives, I want you to reflect on what your identity is. What defines you? Do you think that you have a positive or negative influence on those around you? It may take you a while to answer these questions, and that's okay. 
Or you may already know the answer, and that's okay too. We need to speak up about injustices so people will know they aren't alone. People have a right to feel comfortable with who they are. So we need to be people that those who need help finding their voices can lean on for support. We need your help making everyone feel needed and included. So next time you see someone sitting alone, go sit with them. Make new friends. That is my challenge to you. Thank you for joining us on episode 5 of The Fight. This was your host, Brianna Chubb. And as this is our final episode of the season, thank you for joining us.